Lekutas Sicha is Chelik Tezayin Parsha VeYakal Sicha Beis, which is also a Siyim and Masechta Chagiga, a summary of this Sicha. On the pasuk in this week's Parsha VeYas Betzalus Aaron that Betzalul made the Aaron, the Medrash explains that Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to make a Mishkan, and he came to tell Betzalul that he should make a Mishkan. So he said, Betzalul asked, "What's the purpose of this Mishkan?" So he said that Hashem should dwell in this Mishkan. So Betzal said, and where is the Torah going to be? So he said, once we make the Mishkan, we will also make an Oren which will house the, the Luchas. So Betzal said, it doesn't seem to be the right order, it should be the opposite, that the Torah shouldn't be a la- sit there without a protection, without a place to be. Until we build the Mishkan, we should first make the Oren, place the, the Luchas in there, and then build the Mishkan. And then, so therefore it says that the Aram was called by the name of Betzal. Betzal made the Aram because of this advice that he gave. So we see from this Medish that there are two elements. There is the Mishkan in general which is there to house Hashem. And then there is the Aram which houses the Torah. In fact, there is a Medish that actually expresses it that way. Expresses it that way. That Hashem said, you made a, a host for me, meaning the Mishkan. Now make a host for the Torah that it sh- the Torah should be next to me as well, and that's the Aaron. So what does it mean? It seems that the Medish is dividing it into two elements. There is the, t- the place where the Torah is housed, and then there is the place where the Shechina is housed. Two different things in the Mishkan itself. So we know it's well known that the Pasuk says, they should make for me a Midrash and I will dwell within them. So the, the Chachamim point out that it doesn't say I will dwell in the Beis HaMikdash and the Mishkan, but I will dwell within each one, meaning to say that every Yid has a personal Beis HaMikdash within them in which Hashem dwells. So we have to examine that a little more closely. What does it mean that within every Yid there is a Mishkan and what does that mean? So in order to understand this, at the end of the Mesech the Chagiga, the Gemara says as follows. Rabbi Bo said, that there are, uh, cannot be harmed by the fire of Gehenim. We learned this from a salamander. A salamander is this uh, something that the Medr says is a, or the Gemara says, is a, some sort of a living thing that when you burn a fire in the same place for seven years, it gives a, a salamander comes forth from it. And it's impervious to fire. If you coat yourself with the blood of the salamander, you cannot be harmed by fire. So if the salamander, which only comes from the fire, is protective, is protected from fire and protects you from fire, Atamad Chacham, who their whole body is fire, as the the pasuk says, My words, says Hashem, that's the Torah, is fire, and they are the Torah that they learn. So certainly they'll be protected from the fire of Gehenna. Says Rish Lakish that the fire of Gehenim cannot even harm a, even a sinner amongst Jews. And we learned this from a Kavachim, from the Golden Mizbeach. Just like the Golden Mizbeach was only coated in gold, and yet there was a fire burning on it for many, many years, and it didn't harm the Mizbeach underneath, the wood of the Mizbeach underneath. So also, a, even a sinner amongst Jews, about whom the Pasuk says that they are filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate, they also cannot be harmed by, certainly can't be harmed by the fire of the Mizbeach of Gehenim. What's the connection between these two statements and what was talked about in Mesech Chagiga? Mesech Chagiga talked about the fact that the Mizbeach cannot, is, uh, is not Tommy, doesn't become Tommy, because even though it has metal coating, 
but the the central the the real mizbeach is made out of wood, and wood mizbeach since it's stationary doesn't become tummy. So even though it's coated with gold, that's only a coating, and therefore it doesn't become tummy. Therefore, it would seem that now we, we learn kavachaymer uh, from there that it's only a coating, and that the uh, and yet it doesn't get harmed by the fire. So there is so then because of that that the peishi yisrael are not harmed. Therefore. First, he talks about the Talmud Chachem that he can't be harmed by the fire of Gehenim either. But if that's what the, the reason, then it should have had the second statement, which talks about the Paish Yisrael first, because that's the link to the coding of the, of the Mizbeach. And only then could you get to Rababo, which talks about the Talmud Chachem that is not harmed from the Kalvachem of the Salamander. And another question the Kalvachem that we learn from the, in regards to the sinners amongst Jews is an equally good if if it doesn't if Gehenim was not going to harm the sinners amongst Jews, certainly it's not going to harm the Talmud Chacham. So then why do we need a second Kalvachimer or why do we need to make a statement about the Talmud Chachamim? It should be self understood because they're no less than the sinners amongst Jews, they're even better. Certainly they won't be harmed. And even if you do want to make a special statement about the Talmud Chachamim, why do you have to have a new uh and yet, from a salamander, which is a chayat meya, which is an, an unclean animal, when you could have a kavachayma, which you already have from the peishi yisrael, which is equally good for the tamad chacham as well, and that's from a holy thing. Why bring a second kavachayma about a salamander when you could have the same kavachayma as the sinners, which is from the mizbeach, the coating of the mizbeach? So to explain this whole thing, there are two ways in which Yidin have a relationship with Hashem. There is a relationship between through Torah and there is a relationship between, through mitzvahs. What is the difference? When a Yid learns Torah, the Alter Rebbe says that you become one with the Torah that you learn. There is no bond, there is no unity which is created between things as the unity that becomes through a Yid learning Torah. He becomes enveloped by the Torah, the Torah envelops him, he becomes one with the Torah. By mitzvahs, even though it's true that the mitzvahs bring out a subservience, a bittel from the yid to the mitzvah, but he doesn't become one with the mitzvah. You don't become one with the mitzvah, you do the mitzvah. So it's a different type of relationship. And that's what the two, the two statements are talking about. There is the Talmud Chacham who becomes one with the Torah. When he learns Torah, you become one with it. There is the Tepeshi Yisrael, ordinary Yidin, which they, even though they're, they are filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate, but they are not the mitzvah that they commit. They are filled with mitzvahs. And therefore you need two, two Kalvachimahs, because one cannot teach you about the other. Even the Talmud Chacham should be learned from the Tepeshi Yisrael is not necessarily true, because it's tr- it might be true that a Tepeshi Yisrael would be protected from the fire of Gehenim. But, uh, so you would think that certainly then a Talmud Chacham, but maybe not, because since a Talmud Chacham is the Torah that he learns, so when he commits a sin, it's a much more terrible thing than if a, if a Paish Yisrael commits a sin, because he is the Torah, and therefore maybe he wouldn't be protected. That's why there needs to be a second Kavachimer as well. And that explains also why the Talmud Chacham we learn from a salamander. A salamander is the product of fire. Fire is a cleansing element. The, the, the Gemara says, um, learns from a pasuk in the Torah that the true cleansing from Tuma is through fire. 
as the Gitaira says, that anything that cannot be brought into fire should be brought into water. So in other words, fire is an even greater cleansing than a mikveh, than water. And yet, the Tamad Chacham, who is fire, and he committed a sin, so at the same time, he committed a sin even though he is fire. Even though he is uh, tar. Which leads the question, if he's fire, how could he commit a sin? And if he committed a sin, then why is he still considered to be like the, the source of Tara? So that's why the salamander teaches that even though he comes from the fire, he comes forth from the fire, yet it can create a source of Tumah. A t- salamander is, is Sheretz. And even though it is a Sheretz, it still gives you the protection from fire. So in other words, it has both elements in it at the same time, and that explains why a Tamad Chachem, even though he committed a sin, is still, is still called a Tamad Chachem, is still called being, he is fire, he is the Torah, and at the same time is protected from the fires of Gehenna. But we want to have a Kavachaymer for the Pesh Yisrael, it's better from the, uh, from the Mizbeach, because the coding over there, it's only a coding to the Mizbeach. And which is the same for the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs to a yid are a coding, but they do not become the mitzvah itself. It is a protection, it is a coding, but it's not that they become that. And that's why the proper, the proper explanation for the Pesh Yisrael is from the coding of the Mizbeach. That also explains why, if both of them are in Gehenim, and both of them, meaning that both of them committed a sin, Yet both of them have qualities. The Talmud Chacham is a learned Torah, and the Pesach Yisrael did many mitzvahs. So then, why is this one called the Talmud Chacham, and this one is called the Pesach Yisrael? Why don't we call the Pesach Yisrael the one filled with mitzvahs? And the reason is because the Talmud Chacham is Torah. Therefore, you can't, you cannot shame a Talmud Chacham because shaming a Talmud Chacham means shaming the Torah, which is part of him. And therefore, you have to be very careful from that. And the Gemara doesn't refer to the, to the Talmud Chacham as a sinner. Only says that a Talmud Chacham is protected from Gehenna, from which you know he's in Gehenna, from which you know he must have committed a sin, but it's never said directly. Whereas by the Pesach Yisrael, a part of the atonement that they reach is by calling them a sinner, inflicting a certain amount of, uh, of uh, shaming upon them, so that they will be cleansed from their sins. Now, just like in the personal Beis Hamikdash, that is within every year, there is the element of Torah and the element of mitzvahs. So, also in the big Beis Hamikdash, there are two different types of avodah. There is the avodah which is related to the union of Torah and the type of relationship that is that Torah has with Hashem, and there is the avodah which is related to the mitzvahs. And that is expressed in the two opinions of the Ramban and the Ramban. The, Ram, the Ramban says that the the Oren is the main function of the Beis Hamidrash to draw down the Shekhinah. The Ram, Rambam says that it's a place to bring Karbonus. That's the main function of the Beis Hamidrash. And the truth is they're not disagreeing with each other. They're each pointing to a different element of what the Beis Hamidrash is accomplishing. There is one function of the Beis Hamidrash which is that we should bring down the essence of Hashem in a way that it becomes one with the Beis Hamidrash similar to what Torah accomplishes. And then there is that it should draw the Shekhinah into the Tachtainim, into the lower elements of the world, which is accomplished through mitzvahs. 
mitzvahs are done with physical uh, um, objects because the purpose of mitzvah is to be brought that Hashem should be brought down into the Achtoina but you need both elements you need to draw out you need to be able to reach to the Atzmos of Hashem and to that that's what should be Nimshach that's what should be brought down but then there is a second thing that it has to be brought down even into the Tachtainim and Torah reaches the Atzmos as we said before the Torah when a Yid learns Torah becomes one with Hashem and then the uh, mitzvahs are what brings the Atzmos down into Tachtainim so the Oren expresses this idea of bringing a Lekus down into the into the uh, bringing down Atmos and the Oran expressed Atmos as we know that the Oran had the uh, the uh, function of Nimna Hanim Nois the impossible, the unimaginable bringing together of something that transcends space and space itself because the Oran had to be two and a half cubits long but then at the same time it took up no space in the Kedosh Gadoshim, as is well known that if you measured from the wall to the Oran it was five Amis, and if you measured from the other wall to the Aran, it was also five Amis, which means that it took up no space because the Kedosh was ten Amis wide. So in other words, at the same time, the Aran had to measure two and, a half, uh, two and a half cubits, so therefore, it had both elements, no space and taking up space at the same time, which is an expression of Atmos. So the Aran expresses the idea of bringing Atmos into the world. And then comes along what the Ram, Rambam says that the the Aveda of the Karbanas, the Aveda, the general Aveda of the Besamidish was to bring Elokus into Tachtainim, into the physical reality that it should penetrate even down to the physical as Nisava Tachtainim, the idea of Tachtainim. Now that we understand the difference between the way the Tamad Chachamim relate to Hashem and the way which is through Torah and the way the Pesha Yisrael relate to Hashem which is through mitzvahs and the difference of how these two things are expressed we understand why the Gemara brings both of these things at the end of Masech Chagiga as a continuation to the earlier discussion the earlier discussion was that we need to focus on the fact that even though you look at something on the outside it looks like a golden Mizbeach it's not considered a golden Mizbeach say the Rabbana because it's only a coating the, the essence of the Mizbeach is wood so the coding doesn't is bottled to the what it truly is. So also in regards to a yid, that even though he may seem like a sinner, he may have committed a sin. But we have to understand that that is only something external to the yid. But internally, the yid is really true and good and holy and uh, and and so on. And since it's so in, in essential that there are these two types of Aveda, the Aveda of Torah and the Aveda of Mitzvahs, therefore the Gemara also expresses both of these externalities, both as they ex- expressed in the Tamad Chachem, and the way even though he committed a sin, it's still the essence is good, and even a Pesh Yisrael, which is the Indian of Mitzvahs, over there too, it's only external and that the essence is truly holy because the order of Aveda always is that Godel Talmud that study of Torah is what leads to mitzvahs and in the way that it, uh, we have to draw down godliness is also that the Torah comes first meaning we have to draw out Atzmos first and only then can you use mitzvahs in order to bring it down to Tachtainen that's why the first mushal that he brings is in regards to the Talmud Chachamim, which is the study of Torah. And only then can you get to the second element, which is 
to bring him down through mitzvahs, through the Pesach Yisrael, and their Aveda through mitzvahs.